This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah! Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. Ah! But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Gilded Age Season 2, Episode 6, Warning Shots, is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. I'm Marissa Garza, and joining me, as always, is my fellow member of the non-existent podcaster union, Jason Reed. Jason, how are you? Marissa, I'm doing great. Uh, I think we need to get that union going. We want better microphones. We want more lead time for podcasts. We want longer podcasts. We want longer podcasts, or maybe shorter podcasts. You think we want shorter or longer, probably shorter podcasts. Uh, You know, we want all of our demands met. We want more. We want more shows to, to cover. We want everything. Yeah. Uh, but I hope you know. Unlike unlike George facing off with the with the workers, all of our stuff is done pretty much remotely. So I think uh, our <laughs> our PSR overlords just need to click out the window and not like you know take us yeah. down with a yeah. Militia. We don't yeah. We don't need any militia yeah. issues. And also, I didn't. I don't know if uh, you know Josh expected this as an outcome of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he really he really hoisted himself <laughs> over tart with that one. <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah so a lot of action in this episode storylines abound wires being crossed mm-hmm. streams being crossed uh we have a lot to talk about before we get into it i do want to just remind people where they can find the rest of our conversation about the show Posha recaps has a uh, many a feeds where you can find us you can go to pushrecaps.com slash gilded age pushrecaps.com slash hbo just straight up pushrecaps.com and you'll find us there. If you become a patron of uh, Post Show Recaps on Patreon.com, you can get ad-free versions. Like, this is, like, definitely the 61st Street version of this podcast. It's not, it's not you know, with the pores. Um, <laughs> so the old Henderson household. Yeah. Where, you know, yeah. If, you just, if you just set foot in there, you're going to get soot all over your, your, your suit. Yeah. No. I feel horrible. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube where the added benefit of being able to see not only our faces, but Jason always mixes it up with his background. Uh, Jason, do you want to tell the people where you are today? 
Yeah, I'm just I'm just in the train. Mr. Russell invited me on the train. He wanna talk about something. I don't know what's going on. Oh, but, uh, you know, just oh, what the hold on. Oh. I think we're moving. Uh Bye. George, Mr. Russell. <laughs> uh, I don't know where he went. Um, I was not expecting to take a trip today. Um, so I don't know how I'm going to home, Marissa, but uh, as long as, uh, as, long as uh, oh, I'm here, we, I think we keep doing the podcast. I just don't know okay. where I'm going at the moment. Mr. Russell. Uh, okay. um, uh, well, well, we'll I'll happens. make sure you get home. I'll, I'll stay with you to the end. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marissa. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, before we get into the show itself, I don't know if you saw this on social media, but I saw this on social media. The cast of our beloved show, The Gilded Age, got together at the Metropolitan Opera, like the the current version of, oh, of for realsies, this, okay. not yeah, the for realsies, and uh, they brought some fashion with them. Yeah. Uh, do we want to show the people? If you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see this. If you are not on YouTube, I highly encourage you to um, Google this, or I might put a link in the show notes for you. I think that's what I'll do. So you can join in the fun. Uh, but our cast all together was bringing some looks that I thought there's one in particular we have to talk about, but I thought it we could we could look at everybody first. So here we go. We've got Peggy. We've okay. got look at Marion and her dark hair. Peggy That's Marion. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. So we got Peggy. She's like in this bright orange fluorescent like yeah skirt cape situation it's so good and she's got opera gloves on looking great marion has brown hair is wearing pants it's all black and there's like a cutout in the middle with a circle on it uh bertha carrie coon is blonde so marion and bertha and Bertha have switched hair colors, um, but she's also looking very chic in a pink and kind of like a flapper-esque um, dress. <laughs> Mr. Russell himself. George. Is it, uh, Jason, how would you explain this one? I don't, George. I don't really know he's, what this is. <laughs> he's like, he's looking kind of like a comic book villain some a little bit. Like he's a, a little Mr. Sinister from the X-Men. He's giving that kind of vibe a little bit. Um, and the powder blue is working for him. It's working. Um, well, and in this picture, it looks like he is wearing full pants and a full coat. But yeah. we have one more picture to show you after we get through talking about okay. else. That shows that, that that might not be the case. Uh, but yes, he's got many accoutrements. There's shirt, vest, coat, pants. Like we got a lot happening. He de- he definitely took the most risks here in his in yes. his fashion uh, amongst the people here, um, yes. but yeah yeah George is a uh, he came he came to he, he didn't come to play here he came he came to fashion this is his fashion he is he is slaying here he is slaying and Cynthia Nixon and Christine Bransky no strangers to um, probably the Met in general but just dressing up and looking nice also orange for Cynthia Nixon I guess orange is like. A color maybe it will be the color of the season who knows um but also just props to christine baranski for always looking yes christine baranski our queen yes i do want to show one more picture of our friend george because i cannot get over it and i once i saw this picture i knew jason had to see this picture and so i know everybody has to see this picture okay (laughs) take a look at our good friend Morgan Spector, aka George Russell. 
there's like <laughs> oh oh george uh <laughs> It's it's really giving like naughty schoolboy like I've been bad. You need to like you know punish yeah. me. Like he he yeah. and the and the 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 lean on the on the you know railing is really giving like I've been bad. Punish me with his powder blue. What you call it, a trench coat? And then shorts, tennis shoes, and like full socks. Full socks. Yeah, everyone. Who, if you are not watching on YouTube, to to just try to imagine this in your mind there's a curved staircase a man in a powder blue tux tuxedo long tuxedo but it's shorts instead of pants and then um also there's like dark blue trim around it we've got a white and blue shirt underneath and some sort of like fish or dragon brooch situation yeah. happening and then as jason said pure up straight up white sneakers and white socks he this, and this I, lean this lean is doing something he also looks like he's like a band boyer from the from the 90s you know like yes. he should be part of like in sync or, or backstreet boys yes. um i you know before gilded age i didn't know morgan specter from really much of anything but this really makes me want to dive deeper into Morgan Spector. Yeah, see right. What this guy, see what this guy is all about. I I gotta check him out because he he's got swag and he's he's a different cat. I think so. I gotta I gotta look into him and see what see what he's all about now. Yeah, I think there's also um, some behind the scenes photos that have popped up recently that are also worth a look, which we can maybe do on a future podcast or, or future YouTube cast so people can see. We can make our PowerPoints. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I will include a link to those photos for those of you on the podcast. I know um, a visual commentary is not always the most entertaining, but those pictures are worth a look for sure. Definitely worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, search out like bad boy Morgan Spector. It might take you right to it. Um, <laughs> or, you know, baby blue Morgan Spector. You can see it right away. Um, so, yeah, this that was definitely a look. Not even a look. Just like a Luke. Like a L-E-W-K. A Luke. Like, yeah, was, yeah. Like, I, I wonder what the other cast, what his other cast members thought when he came walking up the street like to, to the event. <laughs> they were like, oh. Uh, I don't even know, right. like, that, like phases celebrities anymore. They're just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that makes sense. I just, I would just wonder what their characters would say about about this about his suit. What what Agnes would say? Uh, you oh. know, what, what Ada might say? You know, I just wonder what they what they would think about his suit choices. I think that's what's most shocking about it is the man, as Mister Russell, wears pretty much the same thing for all of the time we've seen him. Like, it's, yeah, you know, so it's then, almost this. It's almost this, but black, but not, and more, yeah. you know, more, more tied up, more, you know, formal. Yeah. It's not yeah. shorts. It's, it's full pants, obviously. But, uh, boy, that was certain. That was certainly an interesting look into into Morgan <laughs> Spector, and makes you definitely want to deep dive into what he's up to. Yeah, keep your eyes out. We'll see what what he's up to. Um, but yeah, just a little little breaking news before we get into it. Uh, Jason, any overall thoughts before we quick plot recap this up? Very busy episode, like we said. Um, it just felt like we were advancing a lot of plots. I, I, there wasn't any jaw-dropping moment as we have gotten to in some of these episodes, like a you know a Mrs. Turton reveal. I think that's probably the the peak of of jaw-dropping moments in this season. But really, just advancing a lot of storylines, a lot of plots, and with you know what 
three episodes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still really curious to see what we're going to get after this and how we're going to keep keep the train, you know, no pun intended, yeah. uh, rolling here. <laughs> if yeah, we're going to come to a, a, nice, a nice leisurely stop or if we're going to get a maybe a train. Crash. We're going to steamroll it just all the way yeah. to the end. Yes. Well, everyone, today's uh, pl- quick plot recap will be as comprehensive as possible but if something is not mentioned do you know we do have a list of everything to talk about just because as we were talking about there's a lot in this episode uh so without further ado this is your quick plot recap of warning shots opera war 1883 continues with and this time it's mrs winterton with the move She's been kicked out of the academy by Mrs. Astor, and she rallies the patron, some patrons to join her at the Met. In exchange, she asks that she's be given the center box that had previously been reserved for one Bertha Russell. Surprisingly, Mrs. Russell agrees to lose this battle, and by doing so, she might just win the war? Upon learning that Mrs. Russell had given up her box to the Wintertons, Mr. Russell did not want to hear of it. So he called in a favor by Mr. Gilbert to get the box back. Also, the Duke of Buckingham has agreed to attend opening night and sit with the Russells in their box. This sends Mrs. Astor, Mr. McAllister, and Aunt Agnes into quite a tizzy. What will their response be and will it be enough to stop Bertha Russell? Everyone is still confused as to why Marion is still teaching, but she enjoys it and keeps at it. Her classes of teaching people how to read and write start the same day as Dashiell is having a party at the Botanical not, Garden. Not people, Marissa. The poors. Poors. teaching the poors. <laughs> That's happening the same day that Dashiell's having a party at the Botanical Garden that celebrates his family's contributions to the institution. Everyone, and I mean everyone, is quite adamant that, uh, that Marion attend this party, but she is determined to keep her promise to the pores. That is until she's basically forced to attend because even because word of this party has gotten even to the school administration who basically usher her up the tour to go to this party. Upon arriving, she realizes this isn't just a party. It's a proposal and an awkward one at that. Will Marion cave to social norms or remember the advice Aunt, Aunt Ada gave her about not settling? Speaking of Aunt Ada, she and Luke Forte are having the best of times in Niagara Falls on their honeymoon. However, this joy does not last long. Quickly after coming home, Luke's back is bothering him, and after examination by two separate doctors, it is determined that he has cancer. After learning this news, Agnes rushes over to console her sister and offers to have them stay at her house, but they refuse and decide they will make it through this one together. Finally, things come to a head in Pittsburgh when... Even after one more visit together, Mr. Russell and the union leader, Mr. Henderson, cannot come to an agreement on the union's 888 proposal. Eight hours of work, eight hours of sleep, and eight hours for recreation. This visit uh, happened I think, at, it, yeah. I think in the show, he says eight hours for whatever we want. Whatever you want, like, yeah. Weird. Okay. We'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> this visit happened at Mr. Henderson's home, and when George was there, he saw for himself the conditions of Henderson, his family, and the town as a whole. In the meantime, Clay has the army ready to ready and on call to help get scabs across the picket line. But on the day of the strike, with guns pointed at the factory and his workers, George tells the army to stand down. 
George Russell's heart grew three sizes that day. How will this impact the Russells going forward? Will the markets crash? Will the union actually get what it wants? We'll have to stay tuned. What do you think? How do you think? What do you think about the strike, Jason? Uh, you know, you quoted you quoted a famous Christmas movie uh, there in your quick plot recap with the three hearts with the girls three times bigger. I, I was going to quote another one where it's like, uh, you know, Daddy, Daddy, I hear an angel gets its wings every time a railroad magnate refuses to gun down his workers. I mean, really, though, like that, really, it was almost it was almost a bad scene. That was so tense. I, you know, I thought I I wasn't sure what was going to happen in those final moments. I was like, is George about to take a bullet? But I keep keep having to remind myself what show I'm watching. And like, I mean, listen, well, this was a show where someone did uh, end their own lives with uh, (laughs) When they That's true. Head. So That's I, true. I don't think it's out of the total own possibility, but I, I was uh I was thinking something's gonna happen to George, like maybe something's gonna happen to Clay because Clay was such the villain's episode. I thought maybe he would get his come up in some kind of way because Clay Clay was so bloodthirsty this episode. He's like, cutting them down. I want to see them dead. I want to see their white meat in their heads. I want to I want to see him laying on the ground. I was like, oh my gosh, Clay, calm down, man. Calm down. He really wanted some some blood to be spilled here this day (laughs) yeah he starts off like on the train showing george the map he's like look at my map look at where all my all the people will be look at how aren't you proud of me and my map and then um as it goes down like at the end of it he's like what have you done (laughs) like like, you will uh, rue the day (laughs) that you gave these people what they wanted mr russell I have to say, I am not surprised that this was George's decision, but it was very tense. And yeah. to the, like, I was, I think the first time I watched it, I was also like doing the dishes. And so I like came and stood up by the TV and was like, George, 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 don't do it, George. Do George, do the right thing. <laughs> I can just see, I can just see, I can, I don't know what your apartment looks like. I can just see Marissa <laughs> standing, standing in the, you know, in the middle of her, of her living room, like a dishcloth in her hand. I can hear the water running in the background <laughs> because she ran from the kitchen to see what was going on. Just, just watching and waiting. George, 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 tell him to stand down, George. I'm watching you. I'm watching you. <laughs> I got so pretty, pretty well telegraphed uh, George's feeling yeah. of humanity uh, before this. I think that, you know, probably this is what we're going to get. But I was just, I was just wondering if in, in the service of him getting, re- getting ready to do the right thing, maybe something would befall him. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. When he was running out, like when the shots were fired at the factory and they were up in the office and he ran down there, I was like, oh, no, something could happen to him because it's getting real. So I I um I was thinking along the same lines as you. Especially yeah, when he hears the shot, he's like, "I gotta get out there." I was like, "Do you know? Don't you have like a bullhorn or something you can talk? You can talk from open the from window up, up, up here." Yeah. Hey, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think down there, George. what really affected him was seeing Henderson's family. So they they, you know, go, he goes into his house, tries to like intimidate him again to to get him to not strike but he cannot help the fact that he sees henderson has a wife and kids and he i'm assuming is thinking of his own wife and kids but what really kind of turns the key here is his son henderson's son is working at the mill and this he can't he can't fathom why that would happen and he also doesn't understand why the kid is not in school and i think it finally dawns on this man that maybe there are no schools for this kid to go to so, you know, this really got me thinking about 
George and his origins. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think we know too much about where George came from. I think I had just assumed that he kind of pulled himself up from a from a poorer background. But this has me like wondering if he knows if he really knows much about the working class uh, and what they really go through. Um, so, yeah, because he was definitely surprised at how desolate the conditions were. And, you know, he's talking about, do they have schools? Like, do ports go to school, Clay? I don't know. Clay's like, like, I don't, I don't, care. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Kill them all. <laughs> Clay, stop saying that. I don't care. Kill them all. I want, I want them dead, George. Like, Clay. Do you think Clay's going to have a job? Is Clay going to have a job? What do you mean? After this? Like, do you think George is going to oh, fire Clay? Yeah, I think Clay, I think Clay's days are probably numbered by the end of this season, maybe, uh, depending on the steps Clay takes after this. Because he was he was out for he was out for blood here. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a clash of values. It'll be interesting to see what happens because as we know, this is going on all at the same time as the opera war, and the Russells like to win together. They don't like to have one of them failing while one is succeeding. So hopefully, um, I don't see George Russell becoming, you know, like the capitalist the most altruistic capitalist of the century or anything like that. Like this isn't going to turn him into a saint. Um, but I do think it, it might like, listen, I can, some I, things for him. I can make the conditions safer. How about instead of a hundred people dying every yeah. year, we, we get it down to like 60. Is that, is that better? Is that, is that, is that better for you, Mr. Anderson? Yeah. Um, he's like, we're not yeah. going to talk about pay. Like I can't do anything about your pay, but maybe we could not kill as many people. That would maybe. Yeah, I just wonder if like there's going to be some sort of uh, how the how this resolution is going to come about. Is there going to be like a, a bonus structure? Like, hey, I can't really up your wages technically legally, but mm-hmm. I can like put in incentives. Maybe I don't know how this is going to resolve itself. Or if he's just going to totally stand against his like industry and against his compatriots and and be the one the one person to stand out and actually it, he you know markets be damned. I'm going to give my people more money. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting, especially if Clay is there. We'll see mm-hmm. if that if that continues to to be some tension. Clay well, might that's kill, what... Clay might try to take a shot at, at George <laughs> if he tries to, <laughs> you know. Watch it, watch it, Clay. I'm gonna don't make me stand by my TV, Clay. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, Clay. Don't do it, Clay. <laughs> well, that's what was going on with Mr. Russell. Mrs. Russell, on the other hand, is still, she wasn't in this episode very much, but we did learn that the opera war is still going, but Mrs. Turnerton had quite the move, but also Bertha had quite the win at the same time by not really, like she didn't have to do anything this episode. It was just the fruition of all of the work she's already done. Listen, sometimes you got to give Carrie Coon a break. Carrie Coon is like, listen, I, I'm I'm carrying a lot of this on my back. You got to let me like chill for an episode. Give me a break. Can we talk um, about though? Like, okay, so she gets the news that she is coming to the opera, right? And first of all, she's like yelling at Gladys, like, don't be a child. Yeah. Like, what are you, a child? Don't be a child. This is, But the way she gets the stationery out, puts it on her desk, and then like goes to write it. She's like, Yes, like this is so great. Like, it was so good. <laughs> like something, something happened within Bertha Russell <laughs> yeah. that I think only, t- only you know, typically George Russell can inspire in her. She's just like, she's like wavering. Oh my god, oh my 
I honestly, I thought it was bad news at first. Me too. She was so overcome with emotion about this, this wonderful news uh, about the Duke is it was it was interesting to watch. It just show, it just goes to show how how good Carrie Coon is at her job. Yes, and I have to say, I would give if it weren't for the Duke news, I would have given Mrs. Turnerton a point in this episode for the opera war as a whole because that was a that was a. A, a bold bold move by her like okay fine i got kicked out of the academy let me grab some friends but if i'm gonna come over to the met i'm gonna take your box like, do you think there's gonna be any other repercussions or any other backlash from mrs turrington's failed coup at the duke's dinner last episode like i thought there would be i thought maybe mrs you know that bertha would have clocked that this was mrs turrington and maybe said something to that effect but it doesn't seem like Mrs. Turnerton has been really found out in this way. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to happen here, but I am very concerned about Mrs. Astor's plan because she has information on Mrs. Turnerton. And if Turnerton is now at the Met, it could backfire on Bertha as opposed to backfiring on, on Mrs. Astor. Like the news of Mrs. Turnerton used to be a lady's maid and all this, you know, stuff. So that is kind of like the plot bomb that I'm watching to kind of go off is like this news is going to get out. I just hope like I don't this is a very bad analogy, but it's like the grenade of Mrs. Turnerton needs to be like passed back. (laughs) Like I just over there. Well, I think she's going to be like thrown over to the side. She's not going to be in any operas. Sure, like, that's fine. There might not be any operas in Mrs. Turrington's future, but I, I don't know if I see if I see like an image of Bertha in a, in an in her in the at the at the Met, like mm. with George, with like her family there and no one else in the whole opera house, and she's just sitting there seething, listening to opera. Just just listening to whoever <laughs> is singing by herself with her with her family, and George is there trying to console her. She's just like. Like I can see that being like a departing shot um, of the season that she is definitely declaring war on everyone else on Mrs. Astor because she totally ruined her her Met opening by exposing who Mrs. Turns. Yeah, was. yeah. I could see that happening. That would be so interesting. Uh, but who knows? Maybe I'm just writing. I'm writing an episode <laughs> that will never come. I don't know. <laughs> I like to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> Jason's gonna have his own uh, fan fiction about this at some point. <laughs> like. I mean, listen, I may or may not already be publishing some Gilded Age fanfic oh. under a pen name. Uh, for those that, 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 you know, troll those Gilded Age fanfic boards, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, do we think um, that the Duke will show up at the end of the day? That's my other question that I have is... So, well, let's go over the, the, the quote-unquote plan here, right? Yeah. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Astor just tells McAllister... Bribe the Duke to come to my opera house. Does the is the Duke hard up for money? Am I misunderstanding what a Duke is? I thought he was rich already. <laughs> Where? Why would he need more money? Is is and Bertha paying him? like American money? Like yeah, are not gonna be like oh yay the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was with McAllister. I was like, what kind of plan is that? Like, what are you talking about? Bribe the Duke? I don't think he needs more money. I don't think he would care if I offered him money to come to your opera. And then, then McAllister's like, uh, sure. I'll try that. You come up with something else, though, just in case this doesn't work. Because it probably won't. 
he is in quite the tight spot that Mr. McAllister, you know, like, I don't know. I'm assuming next episode we'll see his conversation with Mrs. Russell, but he has got himself in quite the opera pickle. And I, I wonder if he will make it through the season. Not like he's not going to get killed or anything, but socially. <laughs> this, this ass is going to just, just straight up murder him. Uh, but I think the time is coming that he's go- he's going to have to pick a side because he has waffled. He sat on the fence. He's been a Mr. Fancy Fencerton this whole yes. time. So I think the time is coming due. I think he knew this already, too, because oh, he can only... But maybe he was going to pull, you know, the same thing he pulled a few episodes ago and like sneak across. How far are these opera houses away from each other? Could he could he run to, from one to the other? Like one of those old 90s one, sitcoms two. where the where the where the where one of the characters had to be in, in two places at the same time. He would just as he's going to the other opera house, change it to his his clothes for the Met and then on the way back, change to his clothes for the old opera house. You're like, I, I'm back. I mean, I'm st- I've been here the whole time. I was in the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I was wondering if that if he, that was his plan, or does he know that he's going to have to uh, concretely pick a side at that at some point? Yeah, I I'm going to excuse me assume that he's going to have to choose, and it will be a very awkward and weird and possibly probably hilarious scene. Yes. Uh, Jason. Well, but but as, but as to your question about the Duke, I I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Duke. I, I would assume that the Duke is just going to show up at um at bertha's i don't know why i don't know what could happen to get him to come over to mrs astor's yeah. side but I, I i don't know i it was to be interesting to see unless, unless it's found out that mrs turton was a lady's mate which will make everyone abandon bertha's uh, opera house <laughs> oh i'm cheering for bertha so hard like no you mm-hmm. can do it you can you can win the opera war <laughs> well jason i know you have a long history of um one having a proposal like you proposing to your wife but also mm-hmm. living in the marriage proposal tv universe yes. um so when this episode aired i was very excited to uh talk to you about marion's proposal oh boy i just you know it really it really took me back uh to when i proposed to my wife and you know she said i asked her she said those magic words you know if you really want me to <laughs> and it just it got it got it got a tear in my eye of how romantic oh. that proposal was boy yeah you, you you talked about you know i talk about marriage shows a lot uh relationship shows i, I don't you know, listen i won't say it was the worst proposal i've ever seen <laughs> but it's definitely it's definitely down there as a well actually you know what no the proposal i thought was good okay the the, re- the reaction and the reception to, the, to said proposal needed a lot of work <laughs> It was so hard to watch. It was so cringy. So uh, I, I'm like, I haven't talked about therapy on this podcast yet. I'm in therapy. And one of the things I work on is people pleasing. And everything in this entire scene was like, oh, my God, it's all people. Ple-. Like, I was like, very triggered by the fact of like, oh, it's all happening. She's looking at, um, I forgot the name of the kid, but she's like looking oh, at Francis. As Francis and being like, um if you really want me to and then agnes with her bravo before she even says anything. yeah <laughs> like yes she says yes it's yes it's a yes like and just you know it, it really is it it reminds you of those those stories you hear of like these pub, public proposals they may be celebrities they may be something else uh i don't, I don't remember which survivor finale it was when someone proposed oh, on the survivor yeah. finale and the person you could tell on the person's face they're like 
since I'm in front of a thousand people right now, I will say yes, but probably in a couple of days, I will break it to you that uh, no. Was it David and Carolina? It was not Robin Amber. That one is that is that what we call the full Murphy or something? The David Murphy uh, repose yes, or whoever. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. I think that's what it was. Um, but yeah, just like um, yeah, I'll say yes because we're in front of so many people right now. But we're gonna have to talk about this later. Yeah, because she even like. Well, first of all, let's talk through all the reactions. We had Agnes with the Bravo, Bravo, and Ada with the "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Ada with the worried face, like. Oh no, we talked about this. <laughs> and then Francis giving her the eyes of like, be my mom. And <laughs> everyone, like everyone is there. Oscar is there. Larry is there. Larry like watches, claps and walks away. Like he- Larry like squints his eyes like, mm-hmm. and then like, like a, like a villain in a movie, like walks off as he makes yeah. his evil plan <laughs> later down the line. Yeah, so like she was kind of, and she's literally brought up in front of everyone, and really has like no physical escape. Escape like there is like that the plaque to the Montgomery's family mm-hmm. and like this garden, and so she's like really kind of backed into a corner here, and she has to see us. But then she after she hears about Ada and Luke's news, like she forgets that she's even engaged because Larry finds her on the street finds her on the street (laughs) she's just laying in the gutter all depressed (laughs) they find each other um you know and marion's talking about how luke has cancer and is like really sad and larry's like but aren't you supposed to be celebrating and she's like oh oh yeah (laughs) but then he's like let me know if i can help and i was i was all like oh she you can help i could tell you a way that you could help i have a feeling she also is thinking this Uh, listen and you know here's me again right in more gilded age episodes but i could also see in a in a uh, jason universe gilded age season two (gasps) season finale yes where we have a runaway bride in marion marion and larian mary larry yeah, Larry Larry's happening. Larry comes outside the venue in his little horse carriage. He's like, get in, loser. We're going, <laughs> we're runaway briding. And she's like, all right, let's go. And they run off together uh, at the end of <sighs> at the end of the season. You I, I can see that happening. Like she runs more, away from her wedding for wedding reception. You have a much more wholesome um a take of that. Cause I was like, well, what do we know that Larry was doing all season? He was just banging <laughs> all the time right Just banging banging yeah and so like i wonder if like that's the help that marion could get and then calls <laughs> a scandal it would be like that's a scandal. the help? yeah you think she's gonna get out of this by banging larry yeah that's because it's a scandal it's a scandal that's a jump Marissa. that's a real big jump <laughs> like you can help me by creating a scandal by begging my brain yeah. out and telling everyone around town. Tell me. I think that's the way Mary's going to solve this. I don't think it's a smart way to solve it, but <laughs> I'm just saying that was like a very like. Let me know how I. Let me know. Let me know I how mean, I can help. I think and she Mary was could... like, I'll remember that. <laughs> I think Mary could just tell tell that dash down easy if she wants to get out of this. I don't think she has to bang Larry to get out of this. Well, the only way I go is to bang Larry, so come on. <laughs> the only way I can dash off my back is to cheat on him with you, so let's go. I mean, one of us will be right. 
<laughs> I mean, I prefer I prefer your scenario to mine, quite honestly. I do see though, like I could see like a graduate type of situation where it's like they're up there. It's like, does anybody have anything to say? And Larry's like up against the non-existent class. <laughs> like, yeah. Larry's already <laughs> done his grad his graduate uh performances already with uh with Mrs. Uh I forgot her name. Uh Mrs. Laura Bonanti. <laughs> yeah, in her house. Mrs. Blaine? <laughs> Like, yeah, Mrs. Clean and yeah. her house. That's like go. never gonna get finished. Never, because yeah. architect's gone now. That's it. Uh, yeah, this is. I am very like worried for Marion because also we see later when um she's called over as for Luke to give the news to Ada that he has cancer. Like Marion just like rushes in there and it's like, what do you think? I didn't do the right thing. Like this is yeah. not sitting well with her at all. Not at all. Well, I mean, she like you said, she was trapped in that moment because yeah. she she is pro- she is someone that doesn't want to hurt feelings. She's someone that doesn't want to let people down. So in that moment, she knew she was gonna have to please both Dash, Agnes, so she and Francis. Yeah, she had she had to say yes in, in that moment. Yeah, we'll see how that one unwinds itself. But she's she's in there. Yeah, and every time Dash was like, "I'm sure glad you're here." I was like, "Oh, cringe." Cringe. Yeah. I can't. Creepy ass cousin Dash. <laughs> hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, well, Aiden and Luke, we've been talking about them uh, intertwined throughout this episode as we were talking about every storyline kind of touches itself uh, through the episode. I do feel sad for them, spe- specifically Ada, because she just got she just got her happiness. I think this is kind of a twist on what you were predicting. Like, it's not going to last long, but he's not a swindler. He He's just going to die. Yeah, let me apologize to the good rector. Um, I, I I thought you had ill intentions because you were moving so fast. So did Agnes, and Agnes yeah. mentions in this episode too. She's like taking advantage of her innocence, so you weren't alone. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Luke. Uh, you were you uh, apparently are a good guy. 
Um, but boy, I, I, I didn't, I, this is not how I want to go down. Luke. I'm so sorry uh, for thinking you had ill intentions. I'm sorry you have cancer. See, this is why I don't go to the doctor people oh. because one minute you go to the doctor, you're feeling fine. You've got some back problems. And they're like, guess what? You're deathly ill. And then it's like, and then you all start and sudden start feeling deathly ill. I mean, yeah, come on. that was, Who that else was, was a bit you? of a turn. That was, I mean, like one minute he's like dancing yeah. with Ada in the in the thing, like to the to the music box, and then he's in bed. He's he's bedridden. I'm like, what? See, this is why you don't go to the hospital, people. This is why I was it. a bit confused by that. I was like, what do, is it? Is it moving so so fast that he's like gonna be on? Like bed rest the entire rest of the season. I have no I mean, idea. I hope we don't. I hope we don't enter into the next episode and he's gone already. Oh my gosh! I was like, you know, when we got the news, I was like, can we not just like we didn't even get one episode of Ada no. as a as a happily married woman, uh, and then we were hit with this news. Like, damn, that was like this show moves fast. This show moves very fast. Um, but I, yeah, we just couldn't give them one episode of Happy Bliss. We could, we only could give them like ten minutes. The Gilded Age waits for no one. Yeah, like true. it's it's gonna go like a train. It's gonna. And you know when he was like, when he's like, yeah, you know, I went to the doctor, got my back back checked out. And he's gonna look at a couple other things. But he still should be fine. I was like, oh shit, here we go. Get the coffin. He's gone. It's over. It's done. Yeah, especially as as is like other things. Like mm-hmm. in her suit. Oh, other things. You make me feel like that, I'm sixteen like, again. Oh no. no. Yeah, yeah, as soon as you say he's gonna check out a couple things. Oh boy, here we go. Like it's 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 done. It's over. Yeah. I think this in terms of Ada and Agnes might I don't know. Agnes had to go through losing her husband. Ada will be presumably, I'm just presuming that the eighteen hundreds do not have good cancer care. Um yeah. I could be mistaken. Things there could be a miracle, as Ada was talking about. Um, but I think we will see the sisters, you know, come back together through this again. It, even so much as like Agnes isn't pushing Ada to bring Luke over to the house, like she's like letting letting Ada go through it in her own way. And I know she will be there to catch her at the end of it. So, well, and you know, good on Ada for in this way as well, kind of standing standing up to Agnes, yeah. not, not in a, you know, defiant way, but being like, no, like I have to do this on my own. Like I can't be relying on you. I'm going to be here with, be here with my husband to, to, to see him through this. So, you know, good on Ada for that too. And, you know, we, we wanted Ada to have a storyline, but I don't know if I really wanted her to have like this kind of devastating storyline. Cause it feels like if, if we're all done with the, with the Luke storyline, if I want to feel, I want to feel, feel like a reset. Um, back to the Agnes and Ada relationship of before, where they're both just kind of sitting there in the in the uh, living room, just chilling uh, by the start of season three. Uh, I want yeah. so much more for Ada. She, sure. w- but then I was thinking, like, I don't know how this works. I'm like, does the church go to her? <laughs> like, if, like, <laughs> like, well, that that would be interesting, right? Like, if she finds more purpose in. Uh, to kind of taking up for where Luke left off. Obviously, she's not going to be, you know, a priest or anything like that. But maybe she'll take more interest in leading things in the church and being part of that community and part of of what that meant to because because it meant a lot to Luke. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. And and she'll do that to be, to be closer to him in his memory. 
yeah i mean she might she might not have to move back in you know she might be i think think she will i think she will i think think, you know and i think agnes who you know really is throws a good throws good shade with the best of them but i i think when it has always come down to the nitty-gritty of who agnes is she's always been this kind of passionate very like you know empathetic person um when she shows her her true colors so we really saw that here where she just she runs to ada's side and just embraces her and ada can feel that and just kind of breaks down in agnes's arms and that, that was such a touching poignant moment i think in the episode yeah, there were no words. I was just like, oh. I, and mm-hmm. as an older sister, I was like, sisters. <laughs> sisters are sistering. <laughs> so, we haven't talked about Peggy very much this episode. And that is because Peggy really didn't have much going on this episode. But I have a feeling stuff will be going on in future mm-hmm. episodes. Uh, basically, we saw Peggy come home and tell her parents, like, Oh yeah, by the way, I was in Alabama and almost got lynched and yeah, that's that's how that went down. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "What do you mean?" Um I thought it was a really great conversation. I was like admiring Peggy in terms of how she handled that cuz she was like, "Look, I just want to tell you what happened. I'm not here to like discuss or debate anything. I just want you to know that I almost got in trouble, but I didn't and I'm alive." <laughs> That was like, I thought I thought it was interesting that her, even her father didn't even know that she was going down. Right, like they, they kept that from him because they they you know knowing Mister Scott, he might have like tried to kidnap her or something before she went to Alabama, quote unquote, for her own good. So he likes to do that stuff, you know, right. without her knowledge, to, you know, quote unquote, for her own good. So I, you know, it was interesting. He just he didn't even know that she was in, she was going in, she was going there in the first place. Well, and I think that's because things with Mrs. Scott and Mr. Scott are still not great because mm-hmm. as Miss Scott, Mrs. Scott and Peggy are leaving to go to an education meeting, Mr. Scott's all like, well, when will you be home? <laughs> I will be home when I will be home, Arthur. <laughs> yeah. you need, need I remind you what you did to our daughter and our grandson? She, she has ammo for the rest of her life. Yeah, um, she's going to use it. Yeah, Mr. Scott can't say nothing anymore. <laughs> Not a single word against her. <laughs> I love that. Like, I'll be home and I'll be home. All right, you just calm down. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It was so good. I was cheering, cheering her on. Uh, but we do learn that Peggy might have a new story to write because she goes to this meeting where um, she meets Sarah Garnett, who was an actual person, which we can talk about in a minute. Um, but she is there because... The New York Board of Education is planning to defund colored schools. So in the South, we have like education kind of being built. And in the North, we have racism coming in yet again to say, no, you cannot have this opportunity. We are going to take it from you. So um, Sarah Garnett was an actual educator. She also was a suffragist, which was really important. Yeah, sorry. History alert. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna tie we're gonna title these sections uh Miss Garza's history <laughs> class minute. Okay. Uh, right. we're gonna we're gonna get you that we're gonna get you that career that you once sought out. One time. Um, yeah, we're gonna get you we're, this is Miss Garza's history history class minute. Everybody get in your seats, pay attention. There will yeah. be a quiz later on this. So right, get Thank your you. notes out. 
Uh, go ahead. Ms. I will be asking. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I will be asking for now. the <laughs> historical significance of this part of the guild. Uh, in our finale pod, we will there be, will be presenting. Yeah, there will be a test on all the history minutes we've had throughout the season. So everybody make sure you study up before you listen to the finale pod in a few weeks. And yes, this will be on the test. This will be on the <laughs> test. And it does, it does count for credit, people. Okay. <laughs> To get into our Thanks. podcast university. So everybody, everybody listen up to the teacher. <laughs> stop. Hey, you over Yeah, I see you. Stop passing notes. All right. Calm. Like, I got I got I got him. I got him right for you, Miss Garland. I got him right. I'm like I'm like a TA in here or something. Like, yeah. I love it. I love right. it. Everybody pay attention. <laughs> well, Sarah Garnett was a educator in New York City. She also was a suffragist, which is really important because a lot of people think that like when the 19th Amendment was passed and women got the right to vote, it was like all women, but it was not all women. Black women still didn't have the right to vote. Um, so the fact that Sarah was working in this movement just kind of speaks to how she was fighting for pretty much everything um, that Black women were fighting for and are still fighting for, unfortunately, in some some cases. Uh, but when Sarah began teaching in New York City, public schools were racially segregated, and she began teaching at the African Free School of Williamsburg in 1854. I couldn't really find anything that said, like, anything about the specific defunding of schools, but there are schools in New York City that are named after her because of her involvement, and she ended up, like, going overseas and speaking about education to the international stage and working with W.E.B. Du Bois. So I really liked how this show got me to look this up because I had no idea that Sarah Garnett was a real person before that. So that's your little history minute. Yeah, those educational uh, little nuggets that we get in here, um, giving us entertainment and and, and history facts. So I I love that. I love that a lot of it has, has focused on like women. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, uh, African American or not, uh, about how they really kind of drove things. Because I think I, I want to say almost, almost every episode we've gotten kind of a a woman in woman important history kind of yep. focused on in some of these episodes. I think that's very interesting and very very uh, a very great thing about the show. Thanks. Yeah, and I feel like it it speaks to how we're we as women are always bubbling underneath the surface, still moving things happen like. Well, forward yeah and i think a lot of people like kind of you can say like bertha is kind of like a part a part driver of of things happening in the shows so the a big show about how how much women are moving and how they they kind of influence things in, yeah. in everyday new york back then so very very interesting i love i love that the show does that yes well this story about sarah garnett might be the next one that peggy wants to write so she's like i have to check in with my editor yeah <laughs> why why okay so yeah we, we check in with mr fortune right yep yep and there's no mention of the kiss like where no we're there's getting... no mention of it well she does mention it with marion before when she's like he kissed yes. me in a barn and marion's like but he's married and... oh, oh my oh no yeah, and then and then Peggy's like, yeah, but he's my friend. It was like that was the most drama we got about the kiss, but there was definitely a lot unsaid, but also said in the scenes we got between the two of them. I think, uh, yeah, I, I I think it was enough of a focus. Like I I wanted like a inadvertent hand touch, and they'd be like, oh, oh my god, like come back to that moment. Like I wanted something. It just seemed it seemed more of a regular conversation, and not anything fraught with 
so much tension. It wasn't awkward. I was looking for that really that real awkwardness in their first interaction since the kiss. But I, I really get it. I feel like we could have really drove that home a little more. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I could see it a little more. I did pick it up when Peggy was like, well, you can, like, I'll close up. And he's like, I don't like to leave you alone. I was just like, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, she's like, don't you got to go back to your wife? <laughs> he's like, don't you worry about that girl. <laughs> don't you worry. Where do we think this is headed? Like, she's obviously worried that this is a professional relationship. And, like, he wants to continue to write stories together. She's trying to, like, make herself known in the journalistic world on her own and doesn't necessarily want to be like tied to a man i guess in that perspective but also there is this real chemistry between the two of them and obviously they felt something Mm -hmm. this kiss so how do you see this one playing out you know uh, it's tough to say right because i feel like there's going to be some more interaction i think there will be uh, maybe one late night working on the story in the in the globe offices <laughs> and something happens i think i could see that in the future i could see mr fortune be like i'm leaving my wife for you uh, <laughs> and, and that like, happening I it, but i yeah. also love you <laughs> yeah so uh, i think it's gonna be it's gonna be a real conundrum for peggy on what to do and what what is what is right and proper and what her heart and her her loins maybe are telling her to do in this situation so i think it's going to be an interesting uh struggle she's going to have to have to really uh battle within herself yeah yeah and she'll have to as many women have throughout the course of history like job love where are we where are we going to go what route are we going to take can you have it all uh hopefully it was all this time yeah, yeah. I really hope she can. Well, r- did you hear that? Ring, ring. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? Oh my God. It's working. It's working. John's alarm clock or Jack's alarm clock is finally working. Uh, everyone is really like happy for him. And except, except, except that freaking just Armstrong. She was horrible. She is awful. Like she just comes, she comes in with the goal and the aim of being horrible. Talk about talk about a Grinch. Like yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Armstrong is the like epitome of a Grinch. Yeah. Her heart is still shrinking. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it might be in the negative shrink yeah. at this point. Um, yeah, she is not, <laughs> not happy about any of this she, along she the might way. Be the, she might be the first legitimate like hater. Like, you know the term hater? Oh, yeah. She yeah. might be the first one that like she's drinking the haterade. They made haterade in 1883 <laughs> and Miss Armstrong came up with it because she's drinking it constantly all the time about everybody. Like, I can't stand her. Every single time I'm like, stop talking. Anywho, so John's alarm clock works and then I just have to say, this surprised me. Bannister's like, oh, it worked and oh did you invent something to make it work oh then just apply for a patent and also it was $15 and the, I'm like first of all Bannister you're what I presume based on the fact that you have an accent and have talked about Britain an immigrant to this country how do you know about the, the, the Especially since he, since he a, a patent you need to go get a patent how does he know all of this? Not Listen, saying that like, people can't know things, but I just was very surprised at the amount of knowledge that Bannister had on this particular subject. I feel like, like Mr. Watson, Mr. Bannister has some sort of secret past that we need to know about. Oh. That maybe he's not even British, 
like like that other uh chef over in the in the Russells oh, was was yeah, French. like Chef Borden. Yeah. So we gotta figure out what Bannister's deal was back in the day. Like was, did he work with Albert Einstein or something? <sighs> I don't know. Um, but we gotta figure out what Bannister's deal is. Uh honestly, well, yeah. We gotta figure out what his deal is. Cause uh yeah, you need to go get a patent, John, a patent. And he's all like, I know this because a friend of mine got one and it's like $15. I yeah, love a friend ha- of yours, Bannister. A friend yeah. of yours, sure. Oh, maybe he patented the Bannister. You just you just blew my mind right there. You just blew my mind. And, and he just and he, you know, he he tongue in cheeked it was like, I'm gonna call myself Mr. Bannister. It's been in front of us the whole time. The whole time. How come we didn't see it? That's gonna be the season finale shocker. <laughs> Yeah, he knows a lot. And but everyone chips in and I found this really endearing. Like everyone really believes mm-hmm. in Jack and his ability to make alarm clocks and invent. And everyone including Agnes gives like Agnes gives a whole $5, gives like 30% of what this kid needs. And everyone chips in. I just was so like yeah, and he's so taken aback. He's like people will surprise you, huh? And I'm like, yeah, except for Armstrong. Pretty much everyone. Armstrong needs to go on an escape wheel and escape my show. Get out yeah. of here. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, John John Jack Trotter is denied the patent in, in the long run because he is not part of a clock society. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a TikToker, John. You can't, you can't join our, our, our clock union or <laughs> our clock club. Like, what the hell is this? How come Banish well, didn't know that? Yeah, I know. Well, but then he knows because then um, Mrs. Powers like, well, what does can't he just join one of these clubs? And Panish is like, he won't have the certifications and blah 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 needed. And then it's like, is there a way around this? So I think you're right. There is more to Bannister that he. And then Bannister gets the chin stroke. He's like, hmm, Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) to to basically tell us like, there's something coming down the line. Bannister's gonna figure out some kind of workaround for John Jack to get to get into a horror book. Club, like Mrs. Bauer said. I don't know Mrs. Bauer on that one. I was like, what is I that? I don't know. I, I uh, accidentally deleted it in my notes. I looked it up, but then I was like, I don't know what this is. If you would have asked me what horticulture was, I would have said it has something to do with plants. So I, I don't know what that is either. We'll see. Hold we'll on, see where li- this Hold on. Live look up. Keep talking, Marissa. Live look up. <laughs> look up the TikTok clubs of America. Yeah. That's going to be something very different now than back in the day. <laughs> That is true. That is true. I don't know if he'll join a club, but I do think that this is the start, as we've been talking about all season, of his overarching storyline. He is going to be an inventor, and that will be his ticket out of the household work. So when I look up horticulture, I was right. Horticulture is plants, yeah. Yeah. But what is clock people? What Clock clubs. Clock people. I swear they said horticulture in the show, right? I'm not like, crazy about that. It's like horror. It's like you're. It's very close. Clock clubs. <laughs> the practice of clocks. Okay, it's called horology. H O R. Horology. That's got to be something different nowadays. They got to change that name today, don't they? That's what it says. That's what, and Google never lies, right? Like that's what. That's what we are supposed to believe. Okay, yeah. Okay, hor h o horology, the study horology, (laughs) the study and measurement of time. 
That is what it means. Horology. <laughs> that's another podcast, Jason. That's another podcast. That's, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> do not, do not search out horology on your Googles, everyone. It's okay? gonna be like a if clothing do, line. Get into incognito mode. Yeah, get it incognito mode if you're searching ho culture out there, people. <laughs> that's what it says. But anyway, John's going to get his clock and he will probably get a patent at some point, but I don't know if it'll come this season. It was kind of fun to kind of just see how this works. And he knows that everybody supports him so he can continue his little clock journey. I can't wait for the day that, that John Jack walks into the into the downstairs like, I'm quitting this job, people. I got a job as a TikToker. I'm out of here. There's this I'm going rich. <laughs> yeah. It has everything. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that does it for the main things that we're having. Like I said, there was a lot, but there's still some odds and ends that I would not feel good about ending this episode uh, without mentioning. So we had this whole storyline between Church and Bannister where we see a very, very drunk Church, which I have to say was masterfully played. It was very hilarious. It it was very good. Um coming into the house one morning and Bannister sees this and he can't have it. He's like, I have to tell, I have to tell on him because he told on me, this is it. He's got the Mr. Burns hands like, excellent. I finally had my ammunition to get to my revenge on church. Yes. And he doesn't say it's revenge, Jason. It is justice. It's justice people. It's just. I think I've heard other things being, you know, classified as justice that weren't quite justice, if you know what I mean. So I think this is along those lines. Well, it turns out the church was that drunk because it was the 30th anniversary of his wife's death. She died during the smallpox pandemic epidemic of that time. Um, so he was not in, you know, the best of minds. And apparently this is like happens very rarely but Bannister had already after before he learned this news Bannister had written to the Russells just to let him know this so Bannister has to try to get this letter back how do you what do you think about how this played out Jason Bannister just snitching uh <laughs> I mean listen it, it turned out fair play church snitched on him so he had he had to return the favor what, what did the letter say like your boy was drunk like i saw him stumbling into your house like you might want to get rid of that guy was that what the letter was was basically about have, yeah but in banister talk yeah your your footman was observed on this morning stumbling into your abode is that really the type of <laughs> reputation you'd like to have for your servants and your household i think not um uh, but uh yeah i thought you know hey I thought, you know, I, I kind of saw this coming. Like, there's going to be a good reason that church was yeah. wasted and Banner's going to feel bad about it. I do like that they squashed the beef, um, you know, by the end of the episode. Beef is squashed. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah. Remember how he told you I couldn't forget about it? Turns out I can. Turns yeah. out I can forget about it. Look at that. Remember I told you going to get your ass one day? Well, not anymore. You're not good. anymore. I did love his excuse of, like, I wrote a letter saying that Mrs. Russell's behavior in the opera war was angering <laughs> Agnes. And I was that like, was so weird. I, was, I thought I honestly thought Banish was going to come clean in that moment. But then he, he took a swerve. He's like, yeah, I wrote a letter complaining about a bunch of lady of your house on behalf of my lady of the house. And, you know, I was drunk. You could probably relate to that church uh, for no reason at all. But I was drunk when I wrote the letter. Uh, can I just get that back real quick? Like, 
I mean, listen, Marissa, please don't open up your email folder. I was in my feelings and I sent something off. Uh, it's kind of, you know, just I don't, just don't open it. the email. Just don't okay. open the email. You see, if you okay. see it for me, just, just don't open it. You know, it's hard to really kind of get into your, your inbox. I can't really find the footman of your, of your <laughs> inbox to, to get the email back. But uh, just don't open the email, okay? Okay. I, I was in my I, feelings one I'll day and I, just, I didn't know oh, what I was doing. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Oh, man. Yeah. So as much as I'm happy to see it end, I hope that there is still some sort of rivalry between these two. I like seeing these two pair up. I like, you know, them trying to outdo each other. So hopefully there will be some sort of new challenge coming their way. Uh, We also saw a very brief little montage, little scene of they're hiring a new lady's maid for Mrs. Russell. Uh, They ended up with a French woman. And yeah. I okay, a couple of things. Did your alarm bells go off during this? Because my oh, alarm bells for went sure. Off. <laughs> I said she's up to something. She's like, "How about I give you a free trial? Never trust the free trials, okay? Because you forget <laughs> to cancel them. Something will happen. They'll give all your information. Never trust a free trial. First of all, that's their first mistake. Church and uh, other lady, <laughs> Mrs. Brooks. Someone. Bruce. They all Bruce. They all have B names. Yeah. So never, never trust a free trial. Okay. Uh, so that's your first thought. And why would she offer a free trial? She just seemed shady to me. I don't know if this is another Mrs. Turnerton plot. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's very suspicious. But I did enjoy the other two ladies uh, that were failures that were was hitting on church. Yeah. Was hated, hated. One of the other one hated London or something. Was like, had, had, a, very, had a very like rough London accent. I. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I have a feeling some shenanigans will ensue. Um, it also has Adelheid Webster a little on edge that she may not be around for too much longer because she might be replaced. And this, of course, uh, has John Jack a little like, I don't know. Like they had this interaction again in the street and they... Adelheid's like, I may be leaving. And John Jack's like, but will you tell me? And she's like, bye, I gotta go. So I don't know. Also, this episode, Oscar was Oscaring so hard. Like so hard. I okay. I don't know. Do you understand the plan? I don't really understand the plan. So he takes his money, tries to invest in the railroad. The guys are like, I don't really know if we want to invest with you because we don't really know you. And um, in this episode, the banker guy's like, hey, here's your money back. Like, we'll give you a good return on it. Go up on your merry way. But then um, Oscar's like, that's not good enough for me. I want to be an actual investor in this. And But what does it have to do? I think I've totally missed this. Like, how does he think he's helping Mrs. Beaton? Because I see it from Oscar's side, but how is he helping Mrs. Beaton or Miss Beaton? Well, at this point, at this point, I don't think he thinks he's helping Miss Beaton. I think he's seen an opportunity and is trying to right. capitalize on that. But yeah, so but, like, I want to shout out. I don't know. I want to okay. shout out someone in our YouTube comments from last week. Okay, um, they, they are entitled uh, "That's Just My Baby Daddy." <laughs> um, that's just that's my baby name. daddy. Hi, that's just my baby daddy. And she says, or he says, I don't, I don't know. They say, <laughs> I, yep. I fear Oscar is being scammed. <gasps> uh, that was from last week. So I think that's that that's ready. Ac- you might be on something. Yeah, you might be on something. I think something. that's real. 
because it's like this this is how it is right because oscar puts a little money and the guy's like yeah man with this this opportunity we're, we're just gonna make so much money we just don't want everybody making so much money so we're gonna give you a little more money than you put in to make you go away but yeah. because we're gonna make so much money over here but we can't have everyone making this much money yeah. so we're just gonna we're gonna give you a little more than you invested so that you don't make as much money as we're gonna make us we're gonna make a ton of money because this this thing is gonna be so good it's awesome, but you can't have it. And I, of course, that makes Oscar going to be like, "Well, I need to be in this. What what do I ha- what do I have to do to be in this? Like, oh, you have to give a lot more money." And Oscar's like, "Yeah, <laughs> how much money more money to give? I want to be in this." Yes. And I think yes. at some point they're going to be like, he's going to go back to that businessman's office and it's going to be cleared out. There's going to be no one else there. They will have taken his money and they will be gone. And Miss Beaton will also be gone because she, she is in on it. She's not really related to Mister Gould. She is she's I, a fraud. Yeah, that's she's what a it, scammer. Yeah. Yeah. So I apologize for to the YouTube viewer because I totally thought that like you they were saying that <laughs> there was a baby daddy in this situation. Oh uh, no, that's that's the name of the, that's of the, the name YouTube. Of the <laughs> I apologize. That's their username. I apologize. Yeah. That was my where my brain was like, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> beaten is just like <laughs> like the baby daddy situation. <laughs> Anywho, that's a whole other show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yes, for it's totally <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, I, I think totally that's dead this, accurate. Especially because yeah. in she's at the party. First of all, Oscar with his little sneaky sneak, like mm-hmm. kiss, kiss in public. What? What? But yeah, then you can tell like, he was uncomfortable. He's like grabbing her ear and like while he's kissing yeah. her. He's like, is this how you're supposed to kiss women? I don't know. This sounds oh, seems right. Oscar. And I also yeah. feel like she's like, peace out. I gotta leave. I gotta travel. I gotta go. So yeah, he I is see never this. seeing I her see again. This. He's never yeah. seeing her again. Uh she's yeah. not really related to Jay Gould. That was all a scam. Uh that <sighs> was part that was part of the finesse to be like, I'm part of rich people, so you can trust me. Scam. And also she acted like super confused about the whole situation. And this investor guy is like, I hope it's not, this has nothing to do with her, mm-hmm. like just getting more buy-in. Oh my gosh, Oscar, get out. Oscar, run. She's, she's like, I'm just a dumb girl. I don't know anything about, you know, uh numbers and all this stuff. Can you help me, Oscar? He's like, girl, I got you. And then he sees this. He's like, oh, this is actually like nice. Like, I'm gonna get in on this myself. Not tell Mrs. Beaton, but little does he know. Miss Beaton's in on this whole thing. I, I can I can see it in my mind's eye in an episode. Like, where, he goes to the guy's office and it's nothing there. Yeah. And then he like, where did he get this extra money? Because he came with like a big ton of money the second time mm-hmm. around. And like if he took that from Agnes, and then Ooh. like what if Agnes's livelihood is now on the line because Oscar did this? Oh my gosh. <sighs> then yep. they're going to have to live in the rectory with Ada. Oh, Lord, oh no. <laughs> Got the downsides. Um, um, yeah, so when 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 that commenter said that last week, I looked at it last night and I was like, ooh, that's actually yeah. really good. And then this week just really in my mind I confirmed yeah. the whole thing because it, that's a classic, you know, uh, financial scheme, right? You, you yep. make someone invest in this thing that, you know, you are pumping up as real. I have watched enough hulu documentaries about (laughs) the man who tries to like women give money to the man who doesn't exist because it's just all through text and they were gonna like fly away and go do all this stuff but there's never Mm -hmm. a person there so this is still a scam that is going on it's very feasible yeah i I can (sighs) definitely see that happening 
Oscar. Okay. All right. Oscar was Oscar, but like, yeah, watch your watch yourself there. Well, that was quite an episode. Again, lots of things. Quite an episode in terms of volume of stories and plot points that we got. Not necessarily quite an episode in terms of shock value or like Mm -hmm. momentous moments. Uh, But how do you feel about this? The six out six out of nine episodes here. So next one is we've got three more so we're not at penultimate mm-hmm. we're not at like the climax climax yet but we're uh, uh, next one is anti-penultimate right <laughs> so that's yep. the the, the yeah. name for for these to the third from the last <laughs> all these stupid dumb names uh this was this was the ultra anti-penultimate <laughs> yeah, there episode, you go I guess. yeah there so you. yeah we'll we'll see what we get next episode i feel like i, I feel like we can get you know i feel like um George is really going to feel some ramifications from looking weak in the eyes, mm-hmm. maybe of his compatriots. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think maybe he'll feel feel the repercussions yeah. of that. That whole b- group of men at the beginning of the up season, remember where he was like, "Hey, men with money, let's yeah. band together." They're going to be like, "You're out. We're kicking you out," or something. I could see that. Yeah, I wonder if we. I wonder if we hear reports from other. Uh, places that weren't so lucky to have a George on their side, and there was some type of massacre at, yeah, at a different place that's not related to George. Um, so we'll see. I wonder. If, I wonder if Clay will go and murder each one of those men individually <laughs> by himself. Watch out for Clay. I'm really like concerned about Clay. Clay, bro, like take a chill pill, man. Like it's okay. It's all right. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am happy as always to be podcasting about the show with you jason this has been super fun i am excited to see how the rest of the season shapes up if you're looking for other conversations between jason and i about this wonderful show you can find them again at potionrecaps.com slash gilded age or slash hbo or you can join us on patreon at patreon.com slash recaps and you can see the latest and greatest from potion recaps at potionrecaps.com slash subscribe jason do you have any like headlines, newses to tell the people? Um, yeah, I mean, you can you can find me and all of my uh, musings, all of my clever takes on everything on Twitter or X or whatever letter of the alphabet we're making it these days. Uh, you can find me there at J A Y R one zero eight five. If you want to hear any of my other fun podcasts, if you want to really skip awkward proposals. Watch the show Married at First Sight. There's no proposals there. They just go right to the altar. No awkward p- proposals. Um, so I cover that show with Asia, Wel- Asia Welch uh, on our podcast, A Perfect Match. Um, and we we chop it up every week about that show. We have a, f- a really fun time. You don't even need to watch the show to follow along with us. We break it all down for you. Uh, I think it's a little, maybe even a little more fun because you can set it all up in your mind what these people look like and what, and what we're talking about. Uh, so come check me out there over on the Rob Has Podcast or Hap Ups Network. Uh, search that. You can just search a perfect match and you'll find it as well. Um, that's, the, that's the only other thing I got going right now um, besides this. So check me out over there. How about you, Marissa? As for myself, I am kicking it here with you. Also, Poster Recaps is wrapping up 2023, so you might hear me on a podcast or two talking about some other TV show that happened in this year. This year, I don't even know how to measure 2023. Like, if you were to tell me this I... happened in 2023, I would have to like really research to to make sure that it did because <laughs> so much. It feels like also... 2020. It feels like 2023 never really even happened, right? I feel like I feel like I'm going to yeah. 2024 and be like. Did we have a 2023? I don't even remember it. I don't know. I don't know if we will have years. Like, children of the future, tell us. (laughs) 
do we have years? Do years continue? Is that a way that we continue to measure time? Because it's yeah, very confusing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for us here. Until next time, good day, Mr. Reed. Good day, Ms. Plaza. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS. Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time.